Welcome to episode 12 of Tomotley Talks. I'm here with my sidekick, Pastor Stuart Guthrie. And uh, I was going to talk about baseball today, but uh, instead I'm going to talk about truckers. And we'll do baseball, maybe another one tonight or within the next day or so, because I, I do want to talk about baseball. I love it. I love the truckers, too, by the way. Uh, but before we get started, I'll apologize for my raspy voice. Uh, Stuart, what do you think's caused it? I believe it's the pollen. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> what kind of pollen do I have here at Tomotley? A few, a little bit of oak tree pollen and some pine pollen, and uh, we had the first drop, I believe. When the sun comes out in this part of the world, it drops quick. So my, my itchy eyes and my sniffles and my raspy voice you you diagnose it as being oak pollen related that's right good if i went to the doctor they'd probably tell me i had omicron that's right you have, <laughs> I don't. You have oak pollen syndrome that sounds serious <laughs> well i'll tell you what if i have to suffer a little bit of oak pollen to be able to enjoy the beautiful oak trees here at tamale then uh, i'll take that i'm okay with it the uh, trucker issue has come up because i've made a post today on telegram and all of a sudden i'm i'm drawing fire all around uh the telegram propaganda channels and so i thought i would address what my message was about and and perhaps address some of the responses to it that i've got on my reply channel but the first thing i'd like to do if you don't mind Stuart, is we've got a some brave individuals that have been involved in the canadian convoy and at least we see uh, evidence from some video. It's hard to tell these days what's real and what's fake. But, but let's assume that, that there is and has been some police uh, or Canadian law enforcement interaction with the truckers, and it doesn't look good. Uh, I think these truckers are well-intentioned, and I think they wanted to make a statement about, as I understand it, the mandates in Canada. And so if you don't mind, I'd, I'd ask you to start off the episode 12 with uh, a word of prayer for the truckers and their families in Canada and in the United States. Yeah, of course. Yeah, truckers are so important. And, uh, and the, the peaceful protests that we see certainly want their protection as they stand up for what they, they believe in and their rights. So let me pray. Father, we thank you for your mercy and your grace. We thank you for truck drivers and uh, God how you use them to provide so many different things for our needs. And, uh, Lord, we need them, and we're grateful for them. And, Lord, they do have a lot of power as they come together. And uh, just pray for their protection as they protest peacefully. Uh, Lord, many of them cleaning up the streets and doing things as they protest. And so, God, we just ask you to go before, and uh, you reveal any iniquity in, in, in the leadership's lives that— uh, would uh, permeate false um, intention. And God, we just ask for a hedge of protection around them, for you are the great protector and great provider. So, Lord, pray for them and their families, and not only in Canada, but in, in the United States. We are truly blessed by them, and uh, we, want the, we want their safety. And we ask these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Stuart. So today, uh, I posted a message, and I started off, and I said, 
Initially, I supported the Canadian trucker convoy. Over time, I have grown increasingly concerned that the convoy may have been a deep state setup. Uh, I posted that around 4.30 this afternoon. I won't read the whole uh, message, but I would invite people to go take a look at it because, once again, the enemy takes my words and distorts them and misrepresents them and then just makes false accusations against me for what I'm trying to say. And I wanted to be clear because I want people to engage in critical analysis, to think about things beyond what you see uh, necessarily in front of you. Some time ago, I had posted on Telegram that I was in favor of the idea of a trucker convoy. I think I literally referred to it as a blockade, say, for example, of the downtown Atlanta, slow down the trucks and slow down the transportation in Atlanta as a way to force the state legislators and the governor to take action to fix 2020, to get rid of the voting cheat machines. That uh, still, to me, is a priority. We're having an easing of mandates, whether that's planned or that's in reaction to people realizing the truth about the uh, pandemic, time will tell. But I believe that the key issue still remains fixing 2020 again. It's not limited to saying we have to have Trump, although he won and he should be recognized officially as our president. But we're talking about fixing a broken and rigged election system. We're getting ready to come up in May, I know, in Georgia with primaries. Uh, And then in November, we've got the midterms. If we don't fix 2020 and get our election process honest, No matter whether they call them Democrats or Republicans, the ruling elite are going to select the winners. They they could give you a uh, majority in the House of Representatives and say the Republicans have it. Do you really have Republicans or do you have rhino Republicans? We need people in government that represent the will of the people and represent the people. The only way you're going to get that is to have honest elections where the people select themselves by elections who will represent them instead of having the power structure select officials who are going to only represent the power structure. So I like the idea of the power of the truckers. I mean, you don't have to do anything but go down the interstate and you can see and feel the power of one of the big rigs, and and we all admire those fine men and women who drive them because they put in long hours, they're driving uh, long distances, and they're delivering to our country and our citizens products that we need. If you shut down the truckers and they stopped producing, stopped delivering the goods that they haul, you could have a major economic impact on this country within a matter of days. So I supported the truckers' convoy. I admire the people that had the courage to do it and took the time and went to the risk financially and otherwise for being 
uh, willing to step up and organize the convoy. So I think that the idea started off as good. So when I say that it's a setup by the deep state, the deep state will take something that's good and manipulate it and infiltrate it to do bad. Look at what happened on January 6th, at least to me, the casual observer. I had no involvement whatsoever. But I watched President Trump have a rally. Uh, a huge number of people attended, love America, and supported and do support President Trump. And then what happened? The deep state infiltrated it, and it was a setup. Also, what's called, I think everybody understands the term now, a false flag. So there's an example of something that was intended for good that I believe the deep state turned into something bad to try to accuse President Trump and his supporters of somehow violating the law. Time will tell about January the 6th. From what we know, a lot of good people are being persecuted and held uh, without due process of law, and uh, something's got to change. And I think what's got to change is we've got to get an honest election and recognize that President Trump did win, make it official, and I think we'll deal with January 6th. The president's already said the first thing he would do, uh, if officially back in office, would be to pardon those involved. And I think there's a lot of justice that needs to be had against the people involved in creating a false flag on January the 6th. But that's not talking about truckers. But it's an example of where you will take people that want to do good, that want to make a statement, that want to protest in a nonviolent way, and the deep state will infiltrate it, use it to make money. Boy, we've seen a lot of that. All these corporations and foundations and... I've just never seen it, how they, they use every issue that we face that's critical to our country, and they make money on it, and they don't tell us how much they raise. They don't tell us what they spend it on, and I'm seeing now the same thing going on with the new move for the USA Truckers Convoy. Some of the same groups are now fundraising, selling T-shirts, claiming that the money's to support the convoy, how much are they going to get? What are they going to spend it on? If history repeats itself, they're not going to tell us. <laughs> but we need to know. So I see on my Telegram reply channel that some of the uh, same old folks are beginning to attack me, claiming that I do not support the truckers. That is errant nonsense. I do, in fact, support them. As I made clear when I posted it, I said that I love the truckers and I respect and admire their courage and their sacrifice, and I prayed for them. That's one of the reasons I asked Pastor Stewart to pray for them and their families today. So don't be fooled by the propaganda. All I want us to do is to give some thought to what's going on. Number one, the purpose of the convoy seems to be similar to what it was in Canada or is in Canada with respect to the mandates. Well, I don't see that right now as the burning issue in America. Again, the mandates 
are either being knocked out by the court system or voluntarily people are rescinding them. President Trump has never supported mandates. He has never supported uh, children being vaccinated. I've never supported mandates. I've opposed them. I think they're unconstitutional. And as a matter of my personal choice, I would never take a vaccination. Others may disagree. I extend them grace. But what I still go back to is what I said earlier. If you wanted to list what needs to be done in America right now is you have got to fix the rigged election system. If you fix the rigged election system and we get honest elections starting as early as April or May in primaries and then in the midterms, people that represent the will of the people are going to fix these other problems. That does not mean the other problems are insignificant. But we have to have our priorities. So given the power of the truckers, I would like to see someone organize more local action where you utilize the economic power of the truckers to force state officials to do the will of the people and fix the broken election system, get rid of the machines, decertify the the November 2020 vote. I think that's the kind of action locally that would have a powerful impact and would be... targeted to benefit the issue that needs the most attention right now in our country. I looked at um, what was at least on Telegram, and I can't vouch for the accuracy of some of the information there. It's hard to figure out what is real and what is fake right now. But I saw a map where they were going to take the truckers from California to D.C. What's in D.C.? Who's in D.C.? What message, who are you sending the message to in D.C.? And I looked at the route, and it looked like it almost went through a lot of very blue cities. Now, again, I'm not vouching for the accuracy, but if you're going to go through very blue cities, you're going to go through areas where you have less protection from local law enforcement. Be like taking the truckers up to Portland, Oregon. You think the police are going to help them? So I look over and I think, all right, what, what is the, who's making the sacrifice? The truckers are, and they're taking the risk. And then there's a lot of us that would sit on the sidelines and cheer them on uh, without having to do anything or to sacrifice anything. Let the truckers do it. I'd like to see the truckers and the people working together, which means sacrificing together. I saw one individual who had the suggestion that the most powerful way to get someone's attention economically would be for the truckers just to turn off the engines and stay home for a few days. I think I put up a post that said, take a two-week vacation. <laughs> this country could not get past three or four days without being suffering major impact, major problems because of a supply shortage. So you'd get their attention, and you'd hit them where it hurts the most, in the pocketbook. Now, what happens there is that the individual consumers, we the people, we're going to get hurt too because we're going to be the ones that may find that the things we need, there's a shortage. 
That's a sacrifice by the truckers and a sacrifice by the people. And we can plan for it. Periodically, I've always said, and I think it's just good common sense across the board, that you ought to always have uh, two to four weeks of a supply of food and water, batteries. You never know what's going to happen in the current world we live in. But certainly, even in the world as it has always existed in terms of natural disasters and things, you need to be prepared. So we could prepare for the shortage that could occur if the truckers just stayed at home. Then they can't be manipulated by the propagandist. They can't be taken financial advantage of by these groups that claim to want to help, and I think they just want to help themselves and make money and Again, I, I've watched what's happened over the last, gosh, we're going on a, a year plus now. Uh, I think the deep state wants to create civil unrest in our country. I would even go so far as to say they would like to see our country break out in a civil war. Why? If you look at a color revolution in its most simple form, it usually involves a disputed election and violence in the streets. Then someone comes in that has the power of the military, and if it's the person in power, the coup fails. If it's the person that's trying to coup the government, the coup is successful. It depends on who's got the military power, which you have to have to control a country. So I've been concerned since the summer of 2020 that this was not a real election. It was a color revolution. And so I've always been kind of on alert in my own mind at events to see, is someone trying to create civil unrest? And I'm careful in, an, in analyzing a situation to keep that in mind. And I hope I'm wrong. I don't want to see violence in the streets. I always advocate lawful, peaceful, non-violent civil disobedience, same as Martin Luther King Jr. advocated. So I think we have to be careful, and, and if, if you want to criticize me and because you don't agree with me, that's fine. Everybody's entitled to an opinion. But you shouldn't be misled by the propagandists who somehow are trying to tell you that in my effort to give you my thoughts and to try to get you to think beyond or out of the box, think critically, that somehow that makes me a member of the deep state. I, I, I hate to even give him Brian Cates. I call him Brian Philippines Cates. <laughs> Do the research and connect the dots on that one. Uh, but when somebody like Cates, who has consistently attacked me, along with any number of other people who have consistently attacked me, watch out. Because these people are trying to sell you a bill of goods that Lynn Wood is somehow deep state. Are you kidding me? If I was deep state, I'd be the one attacking. I wouldn't be the one that's constantly, for the last two years, been under attack. Who has a 45-year law career that speaks for itself, but 25 years of which I went up against the deep state and I went up against the fake media, and I don't think they want you to pay attention to me. I think they want you to not put credibility in what I say. 
I think they'd like to do what they've been trying to do is to take out my ability to practice law, to take out my uh, ability to sustain myself financially, and to destroy my reputation. Why? What are they afraid of? It's almost like they're scared of me. I'm not running for office. I don't seek any type of leadership role. I'm just one man who has some strong feelings about America and my desire to see my fellow citizens and my family and generations to come breathe the fresh air of liberty. If I were telling you things that were errant nonsense, they would ignore me. They'd say, you're not relevant. But that's not what happens, is it? So you've got to look at who, or who lodges these attacks. You'll find consistency. You'll find uniformity in who's doing it. A lot of three stars, as we say, especially on Telegram. And, and don't be distracted by it. I'm not asking you to agree with me. I'm asking you to think. Think through what's the best use of the power of our brave truckers. Is it to go across country and have crowds applauding them and potentially face a false flag and, God forbid, things that could happen in terms of manufactured violence? I mean, listen, the deep state is trying to take over our country. They did not, um, they haven't given up. And they tried to steal our presidency. How much worse does it have to get? So I like to talk about Jaron Jackson, Live Local. And I think that that means local action, local action with your families, local action in your communities, local action with your local officials. And I'd like to see it targeted on fixing 2020 and getting rid of the cheating machines. That is local action that has real impact locally, and that impact will spread. But it has to start at home. So I want you to know, from the bottom of my heart, I admire the truckers. But I know that the deep state, as I call them, they will infiltrate a movement to try to manipulate it and use it to achieve their agenda, their goal, which is almost always in direct contradiction to the efforts that are in good faith by the patriots. The truckers are patriots. So it wasn't set up by truckers who were in the deep state. Don't let anybody confuse you. My concern is whether or not this Trucker USA convoy has been infiltrated by people who do not have our best interest at heart. If anybody wants to fix what's wrong in America right now, I challenge them to a debate at any time that says that I'm wrong, that we can't fix anything unless we fix our rigged election system, which means to fix 2020. Anybody that argues to you that we've got to do something else in terms of focusing I don't think that argument holds water. So most people won't take me on in a debate because I think that common sense suggests strongly that I'm right and they're wrong. 
So to all the truckers out there that are involved or thinking about getting involved in the uh, USA Trucker Convoy, I just want them to be careful. Watch out. Don't get played. So many of us have been played. Our country has been played. And we got to be careful going forward so that we don't allow ourselves to fall into the same trap now and in the future that the enemy has entrapped us in in the past. So I'll look at my Telegram channel and I'll try my best to respond to some of the replies. Uh, but I think that this makes my position clear. And I would urge you to think about the issue carefully. Whether you end up agreeing with me or not, hey, listen, it's a free country. I'm just one man. One man who wants all of us to think carefully on how we're going to proceed as a nation to try to maintain and defend and protect our freedom. So God bless you. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'll hope to do uh, episode uh, 13 about baseball because I love baseball and we got problems in baseball too, don't we? So have a good evening. Thank you again for listening to Tomatly Talks.